0: be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through. Just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see you are not alone, you at least got me. We are more alike than you may know, but if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't so ever give up because you got this. If you quit, think of all the opportunities that you could miss. hey everybody and welcome to authentic points of view i'm danielle Boer, your host as always thank you so much for listening if you are a new listener welcome yay and have fun along the ride uh <laughs> i really appreciate all of you we've touched so many different countries now and it is so amazing i'm so excited um so a few of them are turkey india russian russia not Russian, uh, Belgium, um, I don't want to forget you, UK, of course, the United States, um, Sorry if I forgot any of you countries and you're listening and you're saying, hey, what's going on? Uh, (laughs) but I appreciate you and, uh, it's so awesome to, uh, talk to you wherever you are. Um, you could be my neighbor. I don't know, but, uh, thank you for listening as always. I hope that something that you hear helps you. Um, and I hope that, you know, it helps you see a different point of view. So with that being said, today's guest is so amazing. Uh, She is, like, literally has done everything, basically, and she's um, just a really kind, awesome person. So, I always like to tell you how I meet people. And uh, this is a cute story. So, her and I were actually at a restaurant at the same time and uh we were waiting for a seat and so she was standing closer to where the seat was opening up and i was across the bar and i'm like okay i'm gonna go over there so i did and then of course we talked and you guys i always talk about what i have in common with people literally we have so much in common it's crazy (laughs) so we just like vibed really well and Now I'm going to claim her as my new friend. (laughs) So, uh, it was really great. It was a great conversation, a great time. And it seemed like we've known each other. Like even the bartender thought that we knew each other because we were just like hanging out and talking. So I'm so excited that she's here. Uh, Dr. Lachey Renee Hunt. uh, She's a woman of many talents and she's a comedian, an actress, a teacher, writer, producer, and a speaker and many, many more. Uh, welcome, Lachey. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm glad,
1: too. This is this. I
0: feel like it's going to be, it's going to be really good. Thank you. Me, too. And I I know you're going to help so many people, and that's what I love about this, um, is that it's important for people to know that they're not alone and know that they're going through something and um so i'm so excited that like you're sharing your story and you're you're a very amazing person by the way so this will be fun for me too okay so um we're gonna start off with something that's hard to talk about but um like i said it will help other people going through it so um I just want to say that I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, You lost your sister. She was very young. Um, I just want to have you kind of talk about uh, how she passed away and how did her passing affect your life in a positive or negative way?
1: Um, So I'm originally from Ohio and um, have seven sisters seven brothers and this sister was the youngest sister so with my sisters i have two younger sisters and then all the rest of them are older and uh everyone lives in ohio and i have moved to california and i have been out there um, following my dreams of becoming an actress and so um, i initially initially i went out there in 2012 uh, Three months and then I went home. <laughs> and I was like, you know, let me just figure this out again. Um, so I got back out there in 2014 um and started pursuing my goals of being an actress. And uh she was one of my main supporters throughout that entire process. And so we were seven years apart and um we 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 talked like um, the accident happened in 2018. And around that time, she had, she had literally just, it happened August 18th, 2018. And in February 2018, she had literally just turned 21. Hmm. And so um, she had, she was at a stage where I was, I started to recognize that instead of me always giving advice, she had started coming back because <laughs> like we're flowing. Um, but on this particular day, so the weekend prior, uh, my year class reunion for high school had, had came up and I wasn't going to go and I went, so I flew from, uh, California to Ohio. And when I got there, my, um, my mom and my bonus dad, which is her biological father, um, they were out of town. So when I got, I was standing at my parents' house. When I got to the house, um, she actually opened up the door for me. And so that was a, literally, that was the first person I saw that weekend. Um, so I came in and she she had some other stuff going on. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why do you have people at the house? <laughs> and she was like, are you going to tell?" And I'm like, no, Janasia, I'm not going to say anything. But you know that you're not supposed to have people over here right now. Like like follow the rules. And so she's like, okay, like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have them leave. And I am like, yeah, okay. Um, So that weekend, I ended up not staying the full weekend at my parents' house. I went to my other sister's house. And when I got to her house, because I'm like, I'm spiritually inclined. And so I, I started picking up on things. So when I got to my sister's house for the weekend, her house was a mess. And she is not a messy person. So I'm like, why does her house look like this? Like, it looked like crazy. So I'm like, I'm living in chaos right now. I'm visiting for the weekend, but I'm living in chaos. And I'm like, this is weird. Um, I, I go to the high school reunion. And then, so mind you, for the high school reunion, I had my hair done, I had my nails done, I had my toes done. And Janasia was into cosmetology. So she was starting her business that weekend. And she was like, she was promoting. She wanted to get her customer, her, her um, clientele up. So she was like, you need to come up to the shop and, you know, let me do your nails and your, um, your feet. And I was like, girl, I literally just got them done. Like, no. <laughs> I was like, no. I said, I'll come up there and I'll support. I'll just come up there and support you. I'll watch you so i got up to the shop this was on um tuesday uh the week of the 18th this was on the tuesday cuz the 18th was a saturday so this was on tuesday i'm in ohio i get up to the shop i'm there all day i'm watching her and at one moment she's polishing my cousin's toes and then her um her niece, her uh goddaughter was there but she was only like one like trying to stand up and as was Sitting on the floor in Indian style, she's polishing my cousin's toes. Dallas is like holding on, like trying to balance herself because she figured out like how, how do I walk. She's balancing on Janasia's back with one hand, and Janasia doesn't flinch, like she doesn't move her out the way, like nothing. She just calmly kept painting my cousin's toes. And I looked at her and kind of and like every everything in the room went like silent. And it's a keynote. Everything in the room went silent. And like, I couldn't hear anybody. I'm watching Janasia. and it literally felt like time stopped. And I was like, look how like patient she is, and just like how in tune she is with what it is that she's doing. And she wants to give great service. At the same time, she's slightly distracted, but she's not affected by it. She's not mad about it. She's not like, somebody get this little baby, like, somebody get her. Y'all, y'all see, I'm trying to. It was none of that. It was like, it was just flow. So that was, um, um, when I left the shop that day, my, my biological dad came up there and we were going to get something to eat. So, um, I, I hugged everybody there. My grandma was there, my cousin, my mom, and I hugged Janasia. And then my grandma was like, when are you coming back? Cause I was leaving out the next, uh, the next morning on Wednesday. And she was like, well, when are you coming back? And I was like, well, I don't know. I'll be back soon. Um, and so my mom, the next day drove me to the airport. And on the way to the airport, I told my mom, I said, I don't know what it is. I said, but I feel like, I said, something is different. I said, it feels really, really heavy. And I said, maybe I'm about to book a movie or something going back. I said, I've never felt this way going back to California, like ever. I said, but it feels, I said, it's heavy. Like it's real heavy. And she's just looking at me like, what are you talking about? like, girl, (laughs) I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like. Yeah, this um, this, it, it, this is different. So I get back to L.A., fast forward four days later, um, I'm at, uh, where was that? I? I was at Yard House in uh, Burbank, California, and I just went in there. I got some pizza, and I, I walked out. I'm carrying it to go. I get in the car, and I get a phone call from um, my, my biological, my I get a phone call from my bonus dad, which is her biological father, and he called, and he said, what are you doing? And I said, uh, in the car, because I literally, I just got in the car. I sat down. He's, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm in the car. And he said, well, pull over. I said, well, I'm already parked. I'm about to eat. And he said, okay, well, um, uh, Jeneisha J- 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 just got hit by a car. So we don't know what's going on. We're on our way to the hospital. Just pray. I'll call you back. And I, I was like, huh? He said, we, we don't know what's going on. Just, just pray. I'll call you back. And so I had known myself at that time to be a prayer warrior. And so I'm like, you know, I'm gonna pray. So I started praying really hard and to the point where like I was actually speaking in tongues and it was like it be it felt angry. And I had never felt that way praying, but I'm like screaming, like yelling, and like like praying as hard as I could pray. Now, mind you, right before then, and I don't know how important this is, but my energy was slightly off because I had just got to my ex and it wasn't. Really- <laughs> And so I'm um, now I'm done praying, like, and I, I I called him back and I'm like, she just got hit by a car. And he like, well, you know, I he had said he had got into four car accidents and he was cool. He like, she's gonna be all right. And I called my sister and I said, uh, did, did they call you? And 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 she said, who? And I said, mommy and and, and Stan, did they call? Like Janaise just got hit by a car. And I said, they told me to pray. They and, he, and she was like, what? And I was like, well, we gotta be positive. And she like, well, I didn't wanna call to be positive. And um, I, I'm like, ah, dang. So now in my mind, now my energy is dropping. It's just dropping. Cause I'm like, I called him. He's trying to be positive, but I'm mad at you, whatever. And then I called my sister <laughs> and I'm trying to be positive. And she like, well, don't call me to be positive. And when I asked him, I said, I've, in the middle of the call, I said, what hospital are they taking her to? And he said, Metro. I said Metro. Why are they f- for what? Like, ev- like if you live in Cleveland, then you just kind of know that when young black people, it's kind of like a, a stigma in a sense. When young black people go to Metro, they tend not to come out. Mm. So, and a lot, its a—it's a trauma center. A lot of gunshot wounds and different with those type of injuries. Injuries go there. So he calls back, and he said, "She he said she, she, she gone." And I, and I said, what? And I he's like, she gone. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, tell them to try again. And he like, he said, Shay, they, they tried everything they could try. I said, well, I said, well, they ain't try hard enough. I said, tell them to try again. And he said, no, she she had too many injuries. They they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't stop the blood. Like she she it was just too much. They 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 couldn't they couldn't do anything. She she gone. And I I literally just Ended the call with him. And then my other sister called, my other younger sister called, because the one I called prior to was my older sister, my, young, my other younger sister called, who's older than Janesia because Janesia's baby. Shakila called on uh, FaceTime and she's just bawling. And we just meet eyes, no words. And I look, I'm looking at her, My job I'm sitting in the car, I look at her and I just drop the phone. And I'm like trying to like gasp for air in a sense. And I open up the car door and mind you, I'm OCD, but because of how much pain and confusion and everything I was going through at the time, i open up the door and I'm screaming as loud as I can scream, but the scream didn't feel loud enough. Like I couldn't get it to the point where I was trying to get it to because I didn't have, had it. I'm like, I'm screaming, screaming as loud as I can. And so I hit the ground, I'm touching the ground and it's just like, I'm not, listening or to, to not, not that I'm not listening. I'm not caring about my environment at the time because I'm trying to focus on it. Up, but I can still hear what's going on. And so I hear this woman and she's like, no, no. So I'm assuming that she talks to her husband. She said, no, no, something's wrong. Something's wrong. No, I'm going over there. I'm going over there. So she comes over and she like, I'm on the ground and she's like coming, she comes in front of me and she goes, what, sweetheart, what, what, what's, what's going on? What, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I, I'm like, my, my, my sister, my, my, my sister. And she's like, well, what about yours? I said, she, she, she's in Ohio. She just, she's, she's got hit by a car. So she, she's gone. She's, she's, she's gone. And she's like, what? She, I said, she was only 21 and, and she just held me. And when she held me, time stopped again. And it literally felt exactly like that last moment that I had with her at the shop. It was the exact same feeling. And so I looked up to the clouds and that's all I could see where the clouds moving and it just, I could not hear nothing. I'm by the freeway. I can't hear the cars. I'm staring up at the sky and I'm just looking and I'm like, what is happening in my world? right now so afterwards um, the woman she calms me she's like i don't want you driving right now but mind you i'm like i'm zoned out i'm just like staring i'm like there's just like a blank stare i'm just like there's just this massive emptiness that overcame me and so she's like i don't want you driving right now um where do you live and I told her I live. She said, well, who, who do you live with? And I said, well, I have my roommates. She said, well, you know, let them know that, you know, you're going to come with us. We live two blocks up the street. Um, we're from Canton, Ohio.
0: How cool.
1: 30 minutes from from where I from Cleveland. She said, we're from Canton, Ohio. I promise we're safe. My husband works for Disney. We're not going to do anything. Like, we we really just, I just, I, I don't want you driving your car. Like, I'll drive your car. And in my mind, I'm like... I don't know you like that lady, <laughs> car, like, but okay. So um, her name was Charlie. So I get to her house and my nerves are just like going, but at the same time you could still feel like her husband, he, I don't know, he still kind of felt, you still feel, you could, I can could still feel like he felt like uncomfortable, like with this whole situation. So I get to their house, she said, we got a spare bedroom, uh, we'll be in the living room. You can go in there and take all the time you need. So I go in the room, and I'm just looking around, and I'm like, my nerves. I'm like, I got to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I got to use the bathroom. So I go in the bathroom of these people's house that I don't know. And, I use the and it was, you know, it, it wasn't number one. It, and so <laughs> out the bathroom. And he's about to go in. And I was like, I sprayed, but I don't know if, you know, if I took care of everything. And so he goes in and I'm like, dang, I did not want him going in the bathroom behind me. Because, you know, I don't know y'all, but I just like blew y'all bathroom up. Because my nerves are just like uncontrollable right now. Great. Living room. And he comes back in the living room and he goes, "Uh, are your roommates home? And I said, dang, I knew it. (laughs) I shouldn't have used the bathroom. I got kicked out. So I said, "Yeah, uh, they're they're home." So I get back to my apartment. My roommate's in the kitchen, washing the dishes, and I see her. She sees me. No words, and I just literally fall into her arms, crying. And, um, that that moment shifted everything. Like, because um, again, I told you, I I was very. Uh, spiritual overly spiritual not overly spiritual I was very spiritual at the time and um it just it severely shifted my relationship with God like I was like uh, I I became in a sense because I was like how could you why would you like well what what is this here to like what is this here for and and then after that moment happened, a lot of people came into my life because um, you said, did it affect me in a positive or negative way? That first that first year for sure was like I was mad at the girl at Starbucks, you know, and I don't even know her. And I was used, to, I was like the nicest person coming in, but any little thing it was. And people say, oh, when you go through pain, it really um, shows your true character. And me today would say that no, it doesn't because. It, it depends on how the pain happened and what the pain was. and mm-hmm. but Because e- imagine if I hadn't prayed before. If I hadn't have prayed before, then I wouldn't have felt. Like if they would have just called me and said, hey, she gone. Then I, don't, I believe that my relationship with God at, at the time wouldn't have shifted. It would have been that's who I would have been leaning on. But because they called me and I prayed. And to me at the time, I had adopted the idea that my prayer didn't work. Now me and God, now we in conflict. Cause, cause you know, I thought, I thought we was, I thought she was on my side and now I don't feel like that. So um, in 2019, I ended up um, right after she passed away. Then um, I ended up, the the following month I ended up homeless because I went, we were all supposed to be moving out in August from me and all my roommates and they all decided to, to stay. So while the whole funeral was going on um I had I was like well I'm still leaving and then I'm like it didn't work out what I was doing but none of their stuff worked out either so they were staying but then their modeling they were both actors so their modeling agency had a young girl who was coming out to California and she needed a place to stay so they were basically like you can't stay here anymore because you because you said you were leaving and I'm like we all said we were leaving and they were like well now our modeling agency wants the girl to a girl to stay here so we want her to stay and I'm like are you kidding me I've been living here for nine months with y'all and y'all gonna let a stranger come in mm. so that shifted me so I ended up living in my car for months and um I was working I was a substitute teaching and I was working and then ended up getting fired because the lady kept sending long emails now mind <laughs> you right right after Janasia was killed then I stopped looking at a calendar like I was the most organized person I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't looking at a calendar. She sent me these long emails. I, I'm not reading that. I'm so zoned out. Like I'm zoned out. I'm not, I, I don't know what's going on in my life right now. It hasn't even been two months. And, and she wants, she, she was doing payroll. Like she wasn't even my boss. She was payroll. Like she told my boss that she couldn't work with me anymore because I wasn't responding to the emails. So I was messing up. I had messed up her, um, the days, my days that I was working. So her inventory was off maybe like two times. That was it. So I got fired. So I lost my housing. I got fired. So I'm like, God, I just lost my sister. I I, I don't have a place to stay Uh, because when it came to the housing part, then I I wasn't able to look quick enough, quick enough by the time I got back because I got back from the funeral. They're like, girl, you need to be gone because this other girl about to come. Mm. And I'm like, where I'm gonna go? So I I was like, can I curse? Yes. I was like fuck everybody, fuck everything. I said I'm I'm going to live in my car cuz I don't even want to be around people at this point. So I got a gym pass and I was like I'll shower at the gym, I'm working, so I'll go to work um and uh you know, I'll be in my car and, it, and that became my stay haven literally. I was like in the car all the time. Mm-hmm. Um so I lost my job, I lost the the my sister, I lost my housing and I was like, you know, I need I need a job. And and I was still in acting classes. And so one of the girls was like, she was showing rooms to where she was living. And she was like, you can have the room. Like, you don't need to be homeless. Like, you, you can have the room. So in December, I went homeless in, sep- in the first week of September. In December, um, I ended up, I, well, she let me sleep there the last week of November. And then in December, she was like, okay, you need to start paying rent. So I'm like, well, um, I'm about to dance because God doesn't love me anymore, and I've always wanted to be a dancer, and I need money now because I've lost my job and I need money quick. And so I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do what I've always wanted to do because at twenty, at when I was 21, I had went to um, a, a strip club. I went to Magic City, and I was like, yeah. wow. These, I said, these girls are beautiful. They're in shape. They're making money. Like, the floor was covered, like leaves you, you couldn't walk through.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: like, they're making money. But I never, ever got into it because I was like, God, gonna be mad at me. God not going to love me no more if I do this. And so I got to that point where I was like, you know, he don't love me. He don't love me, so I'm about to do what I'm about to do. Um, so, long story short, I ended up dancing for a year uh 2009, well dancing for a two years I went dance for a year um then I got away from acting um and so now I'm just living this nightlife in the club I had prior to her passing away I had um I was like not drinking for like a year and a half for a whole for a whole six months after her passing away I still I, I would I wouldn't pick up a drink or anything like that and then her February came around so the accident happened in August. February, her birthday came around. I'm like, I'm like figuring out like how I'm gonna, how am I gonna go through this experience because I started wetting the bed again. Like that's how stressed out I was. Mm. And I wake up and I'm like, here I am. How old was I? I just turned uh, 28 in September because I was I was the first birthday too right after it happened. So my birthday was first, and I'm like it it, was just each event that was so stressful because it's like the unknown and it's like I'm going through all this pain how do I how do I get through these moments and so um her birthday came around and we all did a toast and that was in 2019 February 2019 and then after that I started drinking heavy and uh not heavy heavy but I started drinking I I was not drinking at all to I'm, I'm I'm having fun now. So I'm partying and doing all this stuff. And things just going downhill. Uh, that year, 2019, um, I ended up totally in my car. My car had got towed multiple times. He uh, got repossessed at one point. I had the money to pay for it and just was just like, I, I paid when I paid. And it came, got the car, it got the car back. Um, I was working. I was trying to run from the pain. So I was working so much like at one point i had worked and i did i had worked 10 doubles in a row i would start around noon dancing at one club and then around seven i would leave that club go to the gym shower go home wherever shower um and then drive 45 minutes to another club start that club around nine o'clock and then not leave till four three four five in the morning Mm. maybe two hours of sleep and then start all over again because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel. So I did 10 doubles in a row and ended up falling asleep driving. I fell asleep driving under the wheel. And that week, those, those, it was like a two week little session. That week, uh, my car had got towed twice and, um, I was asking God, I said, God, it's been a year, almost a year. It was Cause I got in an accident. August 17, 2019. Her accident was August 18, 2018. So coming up on that year, I said, God, I'm still mad at him. You know, I got to this place where I was talking to God again. So I'm like, I'm still mad at him. Teach me how to forgive him. And I fell asleep driving and re- hit a pole, totaled my car. And I, I'm spacing out and I'm like, oh my God, I just hit the pole, I called my bonus dad. I'm like, I just totaled my car. Like I fell asleep driving. Like they're, they're charging me with a DUI, I said, but I actually was not drunk, like I, I, I worked 10 doubles, like I was sleepy, I fell asleep, like, um, I said, I said, I'm, I was talking regular because I ended up going to the hospital because my lip was busted, my chin was scarred, my face was burned from the airbag, I went to police for two hours, not once did they ask me had I been drinking, I wasn't stumbling, I wasn't all over the place, like none of that, not once did they ask me had I been drinking. And then two hours later, they go through their questioning, and they said, did you have drinks tonight? I said, well, it's like four in the morning. I said, well, I said around like 7 p.m. I said, I had a drink. I said, and then another one at like around 10. I said, but I said, that was like two drinks. I said, it's four o'clock in the morning. I said, I said, I'm not drunk at all. Like, I'm like, and they're like, yes, you are. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, so fucking long ago <laughs> like two yeah. few drinks like at 10 o'clock, and it's four in the morning um so I I like that happened after that and then it was like then I started seeking for that was to me that was just a negative cycle of um and I, and if I'm going on a tangent I, I, you can pull me back so we can get back to the questions, but um that year, because my energy was so low, I feel like I attracted so much um negative, negative, well, not so good instances. But what happened in that moment was what I discovered was I had asked God to show me how to forgive him. And then I also told him that I no longer wanted a car note, And yeah. I didn't know how to get out of my car note. So within two weeks, I had totaled my car, I said, oh, car note gone. And then I fell asleep driving. And what does heroin make you? Makes you sleepy. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, that whole time I had—I was telling myself that he was, you know, non-black. I had made him a racist. I'm like, he hit her because she was a young black girl crossing the street. Because oh, that's that's how. So she got hit by a car because she was on a scooter. Um, she was my size, five, five, one, five, two, hundred, 110 pounds. She's on a bike. Going through the scooter, I mean, going by on a scooter, going through the crosswalk. He's coming down, him and a passenger that he never revealed who the passenger was. Um, he's coming down. He had just sorted heroin in a parking lot. He's doing 70 to 90 miles an hour. She's going, his two, her and another girl were going through the crosswalk. The other girl managed to get completely out of the way. He hits Genasia. My mom said when she saw the video, he, it was a ball that went up in the air and rolled up against the back of a car. And the person who showed her the video was like, did you see her? And my mom's like, no, where? And he stopped and he said, you see the little ball in the air? And he said, she said, yeah. She said, that's her. So she had got it. She was like in a fetal position, Mm. rolled up the back of his car and fell in the, on the backside on the ground and landed in fetal position. And so, that whole time, I'm like, he did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. He saw her, he had to see her, but heroin makes you sleepy. And so, the, when I ended up going to court and everything, the judge asked me, she said, don't you know you could have hit somebody? I said, yes, I did. I do know that. Because the first thing that I thought about when I hit the pole was, damn, that could have been a person. Right. I fell asleep driving and that could have been a person. And that's exactly what he did. Well, he didn't fall asleep on person, but on purpose, but he was high. Mm-hmm. And it made him sleepy and it made him drowsy. So then I was like, he didn't know. He maybe he really didn't know. Maybe it wasn't on purpose. And then that allowed me to release my anger towards him. Because I'm like, I get it. I didn't purposely fall asleep driving. Like that wasn't my intention when I got in the car. So total my, my car. That was my house at the time. Oh. My house. I'm looking at the judge like, girl, why would I like? Why would I intentionally fuck my car? <laughs> no. Right. Um. So that that was that as far as the the negative side of it. Um. The positive side in April 2019, I get to my cousin's house. He's a Marine, and he said, Oh, Shea, you've been here two days. You haven't been still." He said, "You need you need help." He said, "You you you, you need to go to brief recovery." So mind you, this whole time, uh, people who had acknowledged that my sister had passed away, was killed, they're like, oh, she's your angel now. I don't want to hear that. Oh, God has her in a better place. I don't want to hear that. Oh, the, the good die young. Don't want to hear that. People were constantly telling me how to feel. I remember approaching the funeral, um, guy tells me, you can't cry every day. Said, we haven't even got to the funeral yet. Are you telling me I can't cry? Hmm. So So many people were telling me how I should feel. So I get to this grief recovery class and this woman's there and a lot, it was a lot of older women who had lost their husbands and the one woman, she's talking to the group and she says she was able to release a lot of her pain because she understood that God loved her husband more than she ever could. And that's why he, he called him back to him. And so I said, wow, maybe God loved her more than I ever could. I can't out love God. Maybe he, I'll, he, he out loves me and he loved her more than I ever could. And so that's why he took her. And I, in that moment, it lifted something for me. And I stopped being mad at the, at the women, at the cashiers at Starbucks. I was like, I'm oh, cool with my book again. I was like, oh. um, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that day that lifted but again you're like how does grief kind of like affect you in a sense it's it's like that moment it was cool but two weeks later i'm back to crying again right that's to god why you know god I, so to me grief it, it's in it's in cycles and it's um it uh
0: yeah, does that answer your question? Because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to... You're good. Yeah, so yeah. actually, I, <laughs> you're so cute. Does that answer your... It answers a lot of questions, Shay. <laughs> so, and I uh, thank you, because I, I, like, the whole time you are talking, everybody knows I'm, like, ADD. Um, I'm thinking about, like, listening to you, and I'm, like, feeling you, because um, my brother died in a total different way, but it was very tragic and very, like, that. And so um I was in a different place so like my family ironically I was in Ohio uh so my family lived in Baltimore I left Baltimore and my parents were raised in West Virginia but I did not want to live in West Virginia (laughs) so I moved to Ohio right across the river and I was still close to my family but I was like in Ohio so uh, I was working two jobs at the time and I was a single mom to to the two oldest kids and um so when my mom called me at like five in the morning, um, he was, I don't want to give too much information because I have a niece that's turning 16. And I don't want to put everybody, the, all the business out there. But anyways, she called me at five in the morning. He was still alive at that point. And, uh, but anyways, when, when you were talking, I was in so much denial. So when she called me back and she said, same thing, he's gone. No, no, he's not like and I just and I feel it now um and uh I was in so much denial that like I just I literally didn't believe it was real until we drove to my sister drove us to Maryland and um at that point I didn't even smoke cigarettes anymore I smoked two packs of cigarettes in four and a half hours that's how stressed out I was. So I'm, I'm. When you're talking, I understand the pain and the. Com- it's like you're confused. Like what, what? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like shock. And um, the thing that made me know it was real is the weirdest thing ever. Uh, and I've never talked about this on any of the episodes, but my mother has always worn makeup. My mom is beautiful, right? And I don't barely ever wear makeup. And um, now that I do comedy, I wear makeup. But the point is, my mom always wore makeup. I'm talking about she would put on a fresh face to go to the gym. So um, when we got there, it's not my sister's mother. My dad is my, you know, how I'm related to my sister. But my mom was not wearing makeup for the first time in my whole life and my brother was 26 when he passed away i was 27 we're one year apart and in 27 years i've never seen my mom outside of the house without makeup on and that's when i knew this is serious like this is real and it sounds stupid but it was just the connection of like she's hurt she's grieving you know i'm saying i could see it in her so um when 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 I say I have stuff in common with people, you never know what it was. When I met you, I didn't know this. I did not know that you lost your sister, and I'm so sorry for your loss. I didn't know that. And also, I have fallen asleep driving um, very much. Uh, So I was a restaurant manager. And wait, you know, so my research, because I ended up, someone was on the phone with me. I was leaving court, and
1: she goes, well, don't you know that when they do the breathalyzer that, sleepy can read as drunk so i researched it and you like the breathalyzer whatever chemicals are produced when you're sleepy are the same as when you're drunk and it'll read you've been without 24 hours of sleep i didn't think it'll read right at the the left the the whatever the intoxication
0: level it'll read that yeah, so I did a paper on it, actually, ironically, in college, and um, the sleep deprivation, it could be worse than being driving right. while drunk. Yeah, so my, in my instance, I was working, same thing as you, but I was not a dancer because I don't look like you, girl, but <laughs> but <laughs> but um but I literally was um, working in restaurants, so I worked in 24-hour restaurants, which I told you when I made, um, but... I had worked so many days and I had a very toxic situation at home. I was still with my um, second baby daddy, is what I call it. Uh, and it was very toxic and I didn't even want to be home. And so I worked so many overnights and then he we, we would switch off with the kids. I'd come home and he would take off. And then that's how it went. But I think I hadn't slept in like maybe four or five days at that point. And so. Uh, When I got home, I had two little kids. So I would have to take care of them and be up all day. And then I would go back to work and work 10, 12 hours through the night. And I was a manager at that point. So I had to take... And then him and I split up. So I would have to take the one all the way far away to the babysitter. And so... um, No, at that point, I wasn't working overnight. What the world was I doing? Anyways, the point is I hadn't been sleeping. So I had to drive. um, I think it was like... So I lived in... Baltimore I worked all the way towards DC and I would have to drive 45 minutes out of the way to take my son to daycare so one of them was watched by his family so I had to take the one to daycare so I'd leave at like four in the morning I don't know what time it was and I was a restaurant manager at Bob Evans at the time so I had to be there like really early in the morning but anyways so like many many days I hadn't been sleeping and I got in four accidents in seven miles and they were little teeny bumper accidents, thank goodness, nothing serious, but one of them was in front of a cop, and he should have stopped me, because I got in another one after that, and which is sad, and I think it was because I was white, which is sad, right? I could have killed someone, and yeah. it was because I was tired, like I would stop, and it. that's why it wasn't that bad, because it was like, you know when you stop and your foot slips off the brake? And then I would just bump someone. That's what was happening. So it was like when I was at a stoplight. And so anyways, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Once my son got in the car, I never once got another accident. It woke. I was awake. And that's my baby. You know what I'm saying? I was in like protection mode. So whatever energy came upon me, thank you. So (laughs) I was like awake and we got home safe. But I understand that. It's scary as crap. And you're right. Um you know, like, it could have been worse. Like, there was times where I was a nurse, and, well, I am a nurse, and I would work be working, you know, the night shift, and I would come home, and one time I almost, um, so also in Ohio, by Steubenville, Ohio, I don't know if you've heard of Steubenville, but, um, they have been fixing that highway for, like, 54 years, so literally there's one lane, and on Route 7, and there's a, the, cement guardrail thingies because they're doing construction for forever and one day I woke up and I was headed right for that and I looked up and I'm almost at the cement and I went whoosh and swerved and I was like ah like you know and and so it's scary so yeah so that's something we have in common as well which you know uh that's not good but it's definitely you're right it affects your body just like alcohol does which is so scary and it's so important for us to take care of our minds our bodies and everything and when we're grinding and working and just trying to survive unfortunately you were living in a car that's crazy I'm so sorry um but like you know our mind goes into like hustle 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 but we don't focus on yeah from the pain it
1: was run 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 I
0: understand And then, so when my, so when my brother died, I actually, um, I'm very extroverted and I talk a lot as you (laughs) can see, but I actually shut everybody out. I almost didn't go to nursing school. I wanted to quit. Like I was in prereqs. Um, I wanted to quit. I didn't want to do anything. Like I, my poor little babies, like they were little, they were not too little, but I think like eight and six maybe. And, um, I literally didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to do And I was working two jobs, taking care of them, and going to school. And I just shut down. And I remember people are like, you're different. I'm like, uh, duh. You know, uh, like, nice. right. Like, uh. hello. Uh, so I understand, you know. And it is, it is. It's hurtful. And it's like, and it's still, <laughs> for a while, it's like so much shock. And I remember every month I would count, like, <sighs> it got to the point where, like, I was obsessively counting the months that he passed, like at first. And That's, it, how we That's how yep. we work. and it worked. That's how we worked. It's been this many days. It's been no Right. Life. And it's so much pain. And so I remember I actually ended up getting into a relationship who I married, but we're now divorced. But that poor guy came into my situation. My brother died actually very soon. Um, but uh, this airs in August but my brother died in July and um 2010 okay so it's almost 12 years and um I got in a relationship with this guy in September and I was very a mess and uh very emotional and certain sounds would trigger me and for a certain reason yeah. I don't want to talk about it and um yeah but it's like certain things would trigger me and I would just start crying hysterically and he and he would be like oh what do I do but yeah. um But it was, it was like, it was so hard because you just, like, you're not yourself anymore, and, and it's, you know, like, it's like, um, after, so I would start to, like, I don't know, like, if it was the 25th, I would literally sometimes not be able to breathe, and I would wake up not being able to breathe, and it got to the point where he would say to me, I would go, I don't know what's wrong, I don't know what's wrong, and just, like, be freaking out, and mind you, that time I'm in school, and the nursing program, and it was hard as crap, and I'm still working, I'm taking care now of three kids, and he would say, it's the 25th, and I'd go, oh, okay, and I I got to the point where my body knew it, and I wouldn't even pay attention to the date, right, and it's like, it's your, you know, so if people think that, like, Grief and pain—you cannot tell somebody how to grieve. Number one, um, never. You just can't. Everybody's different. Everybody deals with that in a different way, and um, and so uh, the opposite. My sister was the opposite of me. Um, people were telling her she had a husband at the time. Now she's divorced as well, uh, but she but she's doing. She's so happy. But anyway, she her ex husband told her you need to cry, and she's like, no, I don't, because. That's not how she grieves. She was being my big sister. She took care of me. I was a mess. Uh, There's no way I would have gotten from Maryland to Ohio in the state that I was. There's no way um, that I would have been able to be there for my mom and then uh, our dad. No way, because I was such in a state of like shock that I didn't even know, like you said, it was like things were still. I didn't even know what was going on. I I remember it now, but if you asked me like a day or two after, I would be like, I don't know what that? He- I don't know what the hell. I don't, you know? I I you just you
1: just so I went I know that I went with the positive, I mean the negative side with the the positive, what I you said something, and I just realized. Look, with your sister and people, you know, you're like without her, I wouldn't have been able to. So, mind you, again, I'm living in California. I'm away from family. I'm by myself. Right, right. At the time, though, and we're still friends to this day. Um, initially, he was calling himself my greatness, but um, <laughs> at the school. So, in I so weirdly enough, I had in August the week of my. Um, Uh, What's it called? The ten year reunion. That week, I had the week before I had gotten a a long term assignment at a high school teaching, and so I was there for a week. And then I was I told them I was going out of town because I had to go. I was going to my um, ten year reunion, and then I came back. But in the midst of that, I met the assistant dean, and every day he would come. No, I had met him, and we we talked a few times, and then. My sister's funeral and everything happened, um, the funeral and the accident and all of that. They told him that it, that happened. And so without telling me that he knew, he would come because he would—he was able to do what he want, wanted because he had a walkie-talkie. Uh, I'm like, why are you never in your office? Uh, <laughs> always with me. And he would talk to me and, like, that's how I got through, especially those first two months was he was there. he was right there the entire time. And it was so random because he was attractive. He was he was funny. He was charming. He had a girlfriend. So God was like, not him. <laughs> but, but that that's who he like he he sent him 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 my way. And I feel like that's how I got through. And the very first message that I heard because I listened to a sermon. That was Saturday on Sunday. The very first message that the pastor, um, Pastor Torre, taught was create your way out. And I said, he could have taught on anything. And he specifically talked about pain and he talked about creating your way out. And my focus, even though I was like zoned out in the gut of me, I said, I'll figure it out when I figure it out. But my focal point will, will be to create my way out. So now in 2022, I'm, I still have that focus where I'm like, the goal is still to create your way out. So even when I was in the club and I'm like, fuck everybody, fuck everything, I'm living my life, I'm do- I still had in the gut of me, people like, well, she dancing, she doing this, she doing that. In the gut of me, I still had that cloud over me saying, create your way out. So even when I was in a the club, there's a show out now called P-Dally. That whole time I was in the club, I'm like, I'm gonna be on that show one day. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be getting this real life experience. So my creative, my creative attention was still always on, even though it looked on the outside looking into others, it looked like I was grieving so heavy that I was drink, I was taking my life down a, a, a quote unquote bad or the wrong
0: path everybody has their own path like I mean here's the thing um and we haven't gotten to so many things we were going to talk about but but the thing is like so so many people you can't tell me and then we're definitely going to get to all the great things that you've done as well and so but you can't tell me that People don't say, oh, look at Cardi B. She's so awesome. Guess where she started, y'all? If you don't know, uh, hello. She was a dancer. Uh, and she talks about it all the time. Um, but, like, it, you, people can judge. That's why I do this show. Because I want people not to judge. I want people to just listen and be like, you never would have known that. I never would have known meeting you that you've been through any of this stuff. Being homeless, losing your sister young, um, like, living in... Yeah, living in a car, uh, all these things. I wanted to not. I didn't know you were a dancer, but guess what? You're a great a lot, person. A lot of people don't like.
1: A lot of people think I'm not open about it. You find out? Uh, but my like, like, my grandma did. My grandma knew. My mom knew. My, my, my whole family knew that I was dancing. And there was a time in my life, years prior to that, that I would have never, ever. I was like so against it. I was like, I would. That's another idea that you never say never because you what. Is going to happen in your life that's going to change your perspective because two once i started um working in the club it gave me a whole different perspective of that environment that people on the outside right. looking in, like everybody's hoes everybody's this everybody and it's like nah you might have a few in there but it, that's not the reality of what's going on inside those facilities
0: yeah that i mean we're still people
1: we're still humans we're still we right. have goals. We still have dreams. We
0: still, you know, yeah. Where, yeah, it's just not. A, and not and a- that, that's that's the truth. I mean, listen. I mean, you people would be surprised of how many people have done that, but it doesn't matter because guess what? Um, all the things that lead you up to where you are, those aren't who you are, right? So right. just like I can say. Oh, I'm a mom. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm a that. But that's not who I am. Who I am is somebody that loves people, that wants to help people, that is caring, that is you know what I'm saying. Like Agreed. that's my that's my personality, and that's what I want people to see when they meet me. I, nobody needs to know that I'm a teen. That I was a teen mom. I was, but I I will talk to you about it because I want people. You know, I don't mind talking about. But I'm just saying, like when you when you meet me that's not the thing that there's yeah, not I'm a like... sign that says yeah like hey i have 50 baby daddies there's a sign on my head no there's no sign on my head. what's up no i'm just joking. so anyway all right so this is so good all right now you have lived we'll talk about positive uh fun stuff so you have lived on the east coast and the west coast yes. okay uh for all the rappers out there, which side? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just teasing. So, which side? Like, now, okay. Now you are in Atlanta. If you guys, don't, if the listeners don't know, I'm in the Atlanta area. That's where um, we met each other. Um, which one do you like better, East Coast or West Coast? And what? I love, um, I love the West Coast. Okay. I am
1: terrified of bugs. And um, I find that in Ohio and in Atlanta and all these states over here, I find that there are a lot of bugs that bite you. Mm-hmm. And I tend to get less bitter in, um, in LA, in California. Uh huh. And the humidity here is, is <laughs> over there. So I, I like those two main things right there in the rain here, you know, and in the, in the season's changing. I didn't know that I would love the idea of it not of not seeing snow around Christmas and Thanksgiving and being able to go outside and eat a uh, Thanksgiving meal uh and sit by the pool. I didn't know, <laughs> how to up, you know but I do. Oh gosh. So, I love California. I love the palm trees. The palm trees for me. They release, I don't know what it is, but they release something in you that's happy. <laughs> Aww. And, that- it's just the environment, the literally the the way that it looks, the different. Like I love the palm trees, I love the water, I love the way the temperature, the seasons flow. Like I love that's what I love about being over there. I love over there too. That um, the the people, it's just a melting pot. I love mm. love. Love, love that I did Uber and Lyft at one time and I'm, I drove around so many different people from so many different places and it was just like wow and, and that's when I, I started to appreciate beauty of being human and the beauty of coming from where you come from and standing your ground and not imposing on someone else to be like oh you need to believe this because I believe this you need to be this way because I believe I'm this way yeah and it's like meeting so many people it's like no 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 it's Oh, because I used to be scared of atheists, and and then I meet atheists. and I'm like, oh, but this is—they're still a great person, like right? It seems scary. They're—they're human, like it's like you talk to these people, and coming from where I came from, it was—it was really black and white in a sense, and uh, like I went to all-black high school, and uh, when I got to college, my college was all white, but I was experiencing racism heavy there, and so it was like when I got away from that the culture shock of the first the uh, uh, want somebody who's non-black to be like you're pretty I'm like wait are you looking at me what you mean <laughs> <laughs> like what um I know it's different now in 2022 but 10 plus years ago in certain states in certain environments I wasn't getting compliments from certain people and certain races and now it's like okay now, and now I feel comfortable with accepting those when before it was like a question it was like you wait you you do you see who you're looking at so it's like that's why I love I love what the west coast showed me about myself because it released a lot of filters
0: well I'm sorry I know it's rough so like when I moved to um, so Cleveland there's way more diversity from where I lived and where I lived in Ohio. Oh, Uh, I mean, there's like, I went from Baltimore to, no offense, everybody, white town, USA. I mean, there was so many white people. I was like, what is happening? Um, and the crazy part is when I moved to Ohio, I was dating a guy from Africa that lived in Maryland. So we were still dating and I was like, oh, he, he wouldn't like it here. Uh, (laughs) But, but the thing is like, I remember literally I was working in the restaurant five days a week and it took three weeks for for me to see a black person three weeks of five days what and i actually ended up being friends with her years later which is so cool how things work and you bring people together and she passed away but my daughter right before she passed away she passed away in august um but right before she passed away my daughter was born on her birthday and it was so amazing but anyway i met her she was the first Black person that I saw. She was from Zanesville, Ohio. So I was like, How do you live here? And she was like, Well, so in Zanesville, there's a little bit more diversity, but still not a lot. Um, but and um I became friends, you know, the church I went to basically everybody was black, and I would ask them, How in the hoot nanny, did you grow up here? I would go crazy. So I just want to say to everyone um uh, that maybe hasn't experienced this. If you are the only person of your race in a situation, think about what that person's going through. Think about if you went through that. How would you respond? If people are being ignorant to you and saying racist things to you, and you still have to be uh, a nice human being and get along your business and do whatever, or say you're working and somebody says something racist to you, you can't go crazy on them because you're at work. You probably don't want to get fired. What? How would you respond, right? That's what I want you to think about i want everybody to think about if i was in their shoes what would i do right or if this was my baby if this was my child that was going to school and getting these things said to them how would i respond that's what i want you to do guys because so many people are like have this mentality of it ain't happening to me uh so it's not you know there's this culture of like well i don't know and then we're like blind to stuff no we shouldn't be Because for things to change, and unfortunately, things are still crappy for a lot of people, right? And I've been in the car where we got pulled over because everybody was black. They didn't see me, the white person. They literally let us go because I was white and I was the owner of the car. Like, huh? So I've seen it. I've seen things happen to people that... Like people that I love, like my family, like that are black, and it's not just black, it's any minority, it happens to, and, but I'm saying like, me seeing it through their eyes beside them, opened up my eyes to, oh my gosh, things are, it's hard, it's not just, I want you to know, and and this is not even like, I'm not even trying to say whatever, because everybody can have a hard situation, but black women have it a lot harder. I want you to know that, people. Okay, and I know this because I'm not a black woman. Nope, never have been. Or maybe in a different life, I don't know. But I'm I'm not uh, <laughs> right now. But I um, but I've had like people that I've called my sister. People that I I have fake sisters and stuff. I've seen <laughs> that's what I call them, fake sisters. Uh, but but I've seen people go through things and have to work harder harder even when they're more qualified that's not fair because of how they look or how their hair is or whatever the case may be so i want you everybody listeners please think about that think about how you would respond to stuff if you had to wake up and you knew that you had to bust your ass 20 times harder than somebody else just because of how you looked How is that fair? That's not fair. But I want you to realize that. Please, like, just think about it. Next time you want to pass judgment or next time you want to do whatever or just, just be kind. You never know what somebody's going through for goodness sake or what they have to even endure or the things that they have to hear, which is disgusting and stupid. And if you have an opinion, and I love my listeners. I'm not trying to bash y'all. And I hope you don't think like this. But, if you have an opinion that's not very nice, you don't need to say it. Keep it to yourself. How rude is it to say it? You don't need to say it. It's, it's, it's... You don't need to be hurtful. We never need to be hurt. Now, if somebody has toilet tissue hanging out the back of their dress, you know, say it. <laughs> it's good. It's helpful. But if you're being hurtful, no. Hurtful is bad. We're grown. We know this. Uh, don't be hurtful, y'all. So, speaking of college... Um, do you, so I don't even know how many degrees do you have and how long did you spend in school total? Um,
1: so I have four degrees. So oh. at
0: 17, um,
1: in May, a month. So in June, at 17 years old in June, I graduated with my high school diploma in May, the month before I had graduated with my associate's degree. So I graduated from college before I graduated from high school. Oh, that's um, so cool. And so I had my associates a month before um, I left high school. Uh, well, I graduated from high school in 2008. And then by 2018, I went to Ohio University. And um, by two- I graduated from Ohio University in 2010 so I was 19 I graduated with my bachelor's and then I took a year off um and then in 2011 the summer of 2011 I entered my master's program and um how was that I I don't know um so that was in 2011 and 2013 I I finished my I finished my master's in 18 months and um I took because I had took a year off between my bachelor's and my master's I realized that I didn't want to take a year off again if I was going to continue. So after I graduated with my master's at 22 in March 2013, I took a week off, and then I entered the doctorate program at 22 in March 2013. And then I just finished, it almost took me almost 10 years, uh, but I, I just finished my doctorate in May 2022. Now, mind you, just my coursework by 2015. So it only took me, it took me two years to finish the actual coursework. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was ABD all the dissertation from 2015 to 2022. Um, and that's a whole nother topic. Mm-hmm. That was another experience because that black woman thing and that black woman experience for me was heightened. And, um, it was real. I'll just say that at certain points throughout my um, time at that university, they ended up giving me uh, one year, they gave me four quarters back worth of tuition. And then another year, they gave me four quarters back worth of tuition because of the experience that I was having uh, that dealt with neglect and different things. And I'm like y'all playing with me. <laughs> Why y'all playing with me? Y'all doing this, and but being ignorant to the to the process um, too. So they were able to play with me because I didn't like I didn't know. So I, I was like a fish in open water, literally, because I, I didn't know anybody who had a doctorate that I could lean on to be like, hey, how does this process work, and what am I supposed to do, um, as far as the dissertation part went. Uh, but yeah, so. Now I have four degrees. I have uh, uh, an associate of arts. Uh, my bachelor's is video production with a corollary in psychology and African-American studies. My master's is media psychology. And then my doctorate is social psychology. And I'm using all of that. Everybody's like, oh, you're going to be you're a psychologist. You're going to be like in an office. And I'm like, no, I'm not I'm going to create film and produce and write and direct and tour and speak and... It's going to be like Oprah meets Tyler Perry, and that, that's the goal. And I'm going to do comedy. I'm going to heal people, and that is what I'm doing with my degrees. And I'm not going to work for anybody. I'm going to be my own fucking boss. And, uh, right. and, and, and so, yeah, we're at the beginning stages of that, but I've done a lot of the footwork, and I, I feel like the foundation right now is, is pretty, pretty, it's pretty solid. And I'm, I'm in a really good place mentally, emotionally, and spiritually at this point. And now I just feel like it's
0: this uh, domino effect.
1: It's just going to just keep happening. So,
0: woohoo! That's awesome. And that's really intelligent of you to say. Like, no, like it's a study of people. So like, not only so first of all, like people are watching what you're making. People are <laughs> affected by what you're making, and even like. In comedy, you know, the best part is, <laughs> unless I bomb or something, but the best part <laughs> is, like, watching the reaction, right? Or right. so, like, I love when people win stuff, and I love watching the reaction of people watching them win stuff, or people that yeah. are affected, you yeah. know? And, like, now your life is changing; and it's helping you, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, so excited. But, like, it's important for your perspective... Uh, I love Quinta. Do you know who Quinta is? She uh, Abbott Elementary. She wrote Abbott Elementary. Have you heard it? Watch it, please. It's amazing. So Quinta it, is uh, actually
1: he's the one because I, I may have I may pronounce her name
0: Quintab, Maybe um, is it um, she
1: she was known for saying Oh, he got money.
0: <laughs> I don't know. No, she's this little. T- she's short, but anyway, she is. She wrote, produces, and stars in the show. Abbott Elementary. And, um... And... I think it's on ABC, yeah. And, um, she... She's so good. Okay,
1: so, yeah, I know Quinta, Quinta Brunson. So, I heard from
0: her, she used to do videos. Oh, that's her? Money. Like, everything was, He got money. (laughs) Oh! So, I didn't know. That's so funny. I wouldn't think of her because she's, like... I didn't think that she would say. Well, anybody can say it. somebody got my... Listen, I, she was a. I don't know if it was Instagram or whatever. It was a social media. She was a social media. Uh-huh. I
1: knew
0: media. She was very popular on there, making funny skits. Yeah. So she and yeah, she's a comedian as well, I believe. But she is changing so many like lives and the 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 way that the world perceives teachers and oh. like being in a. Um, uh, underfunded area with a, like, it's just a, it's a great, uh, wholesome show for everybody of every race and background. Um, but yeah, I just kind of mentioned her because I believe that her message is so important. Um, and it's an amazing show. I love it. It's one of my favorite shows, but anyway, so it's important for, um, for you to, uh, and I wish you all the success. Like, to be a uh, i just started taking ironically uh i just started taking a sitcom writing class um uh-huh. yeah so but for for people like i just want to say any person that's a minority but for black women to be you know for so long they got paid so much less in acting and in different things and so and Tyler Perry is amazing because he changed that for a lot of people, um, which we mentioned him. But anyway, so it's it's important for everybody's uh, perspective and stories to be uh, told. So I think it's awesome what you're doing and you're helping people and using your degrees by, you know, writing, producing, whatever that could bring a different light to things that could show people different things and different perspectives but anyways so comedy how long (laughs) how long have you been doing stand-up way longer than me uh and that's funny that's another thing we have in common we're sitting there talking we just met each other and I think I said something about comedy you're like get out of here and so um you uh you actually have been doing it a lot longer than me and you started on in LA right Yeah, I started doing
1: open mics in LA. My first time ever doing an open mic was in 2017. Um, Me and two other friends, we had a list of things we wanted to check off the quote unquote bucket list. And one of the things was to go to an open mic and do stand up comedy. And I got up there and I told a quick story. I had five minutes, I told a quick story and um, I got a great reaction. And I got a rush, and I was like, I like this. But mind you, I've been a class clown since,
0: <laughs>
1: like, I had made three days, and I always had a U.N. conduct because I would get my work done, and then I would literally entertain the class. And <laughs> my life. So I would be in the, it was like, Lachey, go to the office. Like, you, we can't have you in here because you completed your work, and the other children need to complete their work, but they can't. Cause you're entertaining them. And I'm like, what well, they Like what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I would make smart comments. Like, what's well, not my fault? Like, why do I have to leave?
0: Like, you know, like I, I didn't tell them to look at me. <laughs> like, you're like, they're having fun. It's okay. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So, um, I don't know. So, so- first open mic in 2017 and then between
1: 2017 and right before pre pandemic hit 2020. Um, I, I wasn't I, I wasn't consistently doing it. I was just, like, hitting them here and there. I think that was at 20... Oh, that's what happened. 2019. So right after my sister passed, I had been studying acting, like, going to class like thespian for years. And then when my sister passed, acting kind of shifted, and I kind of let that go, and I started doing... 2019, I was at a bunch of open mics because, um, first of all, it was cheaper, and... Um, I don't know. It was just a. It was a. It was just different community, and I could go to more classes and be around more people um, because of how it's set up, as opposed to like going to a scene study, which is only on Tuesday at such and such time. You know, open mics is right. all, all throughout the weeks and stuff. So um, that's how that kind of shifted for for me. Uh, and then this past year in February, because between twenty twenty. Uh, when the pandemic hit in 2022, I hadn't been had on stage or did anything open-minded or anything like that. And then this past February, um, a, a very successful comedian who's touring all over came to Ohio and I randomly ended up on stage um, kind of like as a impromptu, I'm going up there to, to meet the guy and they're like, oh, you can call me do the next five minutes. And I'm like, what? and they're like yeah we're gonna give you five minutes and I'm like oh okay and in my mind I'm like I ain't been on stage like I don't know what material to use like I don't know what to do like I wasn't quote-unquote prepared in a sense and I'm like fuck it I'm just gonna do it like so I did um and uh, um since then then you know I was given a book and different things and it was like uh take a look at this book the comedy bible and um you know start paying attention to this and story and, and it, it, the, the way that i was intrigued with acting and learning that for so many years and being in class and developing a technique and being a method actor like my focus has shifted in a sense to now look at comedy that way because i've been doing comedy all my life just naturally right. but now it's like okay like let's take it to the next level in a sense, and let's get that get get more educated behind it, get more experience behind it, and really developing quick story. Uh, you know how it is when stand up comedians go up there. You know everybody's not just like a one liner, but some people can get up there and really create and tell stories and you know have callbacks and and different things. Where it's like it's structured. So now it's like I'm at a, I'm in that position now where for when it comes to comedy is. Um, doing it
0: in a more structured way yeah i love it so what okay between all the things so um acting writing producing comedy which would you say is more yourself or what are you more like what makes you the happiest what is the funnest for you i guess
1: i it's like warren buffett is like he he has this message where it's like people are like choose one and i'm like i choose both
0: that's (laughs) how i am too with stuff and
1: it's like that's how i feel it's like um
0: with writing i'm such a visual
1: that writing stimulates me um and like and obviously, I've been in school for so long, so I like learning and I, I like processing. I like that. So that gives me this one feeling and then acting as far as being a serious actor and being vulnerable and being able to release that whatever I'm going through at the time to get through a scene and then the audience feeling that in a dramatic way and then being touched by that gives me another feeling that that creates healing in a sense and the writing creates healing in a sense. And then with the comedy having people on the other spectrum where they're cracking up and it's producing, you know, this other feeling inside of them that I'm now attached to and I'm getting off in a sense on that. It's like I get off on all of it. So I don't want to be like one is over the other because they all bring me, they all they're all so different in a right. sense. Um but I would say that they all they all mutually bring healing to me moving forward like I don't feel like a person's ever healed healed um especially from like something traumatic as I've experienced and I know a lot of other people have experienced very very traumatic things um I feel like it the healing process is all it's 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 different every day uh but things like that the acting the writing the, the um producing comedy and everything it um it's, it's different in every moment because I never, I feel like we never get the same moment twice. And so uh, because of that, then I'm, I'm just, I, I can't be like, I can't set myself on on one. It's just like, today it's this. Today it's comedy. Comedy feels good today. Tomorrow, I'm like, I want to be vulnerable. I want to do this scene. and I want to melt it in. And I want to release my pain in this and, and the sad. And then tomorrow, it's like, I got this great idea. It just got downloaded in me. I got to get this out. Let me write it down. Like, I'm visualizing and I'm living through that. And I'm like, this is, like, amazing. So, I would say...
0: Everything. <laughs> but that's okay. It's like saying choose a favorite kid. It's not right. Uh, <laughs> so, you <laughs> can't do it. It's, not, it's just not a good... Not a good look, you know what I'm saying? People get offended. Uh so <laughs> so yeah, so um I feel like for me, um so when I I feel like for me, and that's just me, and I haven't been doing it as long as you comedy for me is more vulnerable vulnerable because I am telling my real truth, like it is me. When I did, I've only done a couple of background acting, but I only had one speaking role. So you've done way more than me. Uh- but but the point is, when I did that, I get very nervous in everything I do. Uh, but I was so nervous on the side. But as soon as they said 3-2 and pointed at me, I was on it right and i was like yeah and then i watched it back and i was like oh yeah look at me i killed it you know what i'm saying i was so proud of myself because i had never done a speaking role and they were like oh great job and it looked like i knew what i was doing right but so um i feel like that's not as vulnerable because you got all these people around you you can cut it you can do it as many times as you want unless it's a play that's different that's very vulnerable my daughter was in a play and the poor baby started crying she was moana and she was fine everybody was on stage with her and as soon as they left and she was by herself and she started singing how far i'll go she started crying and she was scared she was eight so i had to go take her to she went down the stairs and i held the mic covered it up and talked to her and told her how proud of her i was and then that was at the beginning of the play and then she rocked it the whole rest of the play because she had this moment of oh no now everybody's looking at me right and i feel like that's what comedy is to me because like it's like oh entertain us we're gonna stare at you like you know what i'm saying and so and so yeah but i i loved i want to get into more acting right now i'm doing too much and like you know nursing and now the podcast everything but eventually i want to get back into acting and then now i'm trying to write a sitcom because um i love that feeling as well like what I'm never really proud of myself, which is not good. I don't have the best self-esteem, but watching myself back in my daughter would repeat the lines that I was doing. And she was like, she was so proud of me too, was such a really cool feeling. Um And I think, especially if I made it myself and it was like part of me, that would be really cool. Right. Like you're doing right. And it's like seeing your baby, your idea, your everything come to light. So that is a vulnerability too. I agree with you, but I like... Because I didn't write it, and it was just, like, a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just, like, I wasn't the main character. I'm just, like, a a background person that was lucky enough to get an IMBD. I got a credit from it, too. Uh, But anyways, so that was really cool. But anyway, so I understand, like, I think both ways. But when you're up there alone, like, and I'm a big person, so... I'm white and I'm a big person. Some places I go, I'm the only white person. And that's okay. I don't mind. I actually am more comfortable like that sometimes. Um, I don't mind. But I th- always am so, con- I'm so like, oh, my weight. They're they're looking at, you know, what am I wearing? Does it make me look bigger? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's not good. I need to shut up. That's my own inner problems that I have. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, and I feel like because I'm up there alone on the stage. And and like it's like that's the only thing they're supposed to look at you know <laughs> it's like all on you um but anyway. well I would say if you like vulnerability and that
1: feeling then um I studied the uh, Ivana Chubbuck technique so I would definitely recommend taking okay. a look at her book it's called The Power of the Actor okay um, I studied that technique for years and I'm still studying it because it's like it's never ending uh but so what you when you're upset when you're on stage and you're being vulnerable with the comedy, then that same thing on a production or or in a theater, if you're using the Ivana Chubik technique, then you have someone else's lines, but you actually break down the script and take all your stuff that you've been through, different things, and you write it in. So when you're saying, you know, shut the door because I don't want to look at you anymore. Really what you're saying is, mom, I need you to leave because I can't handle this moment that we just had and blah, blah, blah with something that you really experienced with your mom, but you're putting that underneath your work. And so that vulnerability comes out on camera as, oh my gosh, she's crying, or oh my gosh, she just really killed that scene. But if you're using a Ivana Chubbuck technique and you're using substitution and, um, and her monologue and different things, and uh, it's because it's 12 steps that you do. If you're using all of that, then you're actually, how you're telling all your business on comedy, you're really telling all your business underneath with the emotion right. so if you know what you're doing and everybody else is seeing it through the person who wrote the line so it's the same it's, it's the same feeling I would say in a sense it's just uh the way it's presented is different so I think that's probably too why I gravitate to both so much because that feeling is it's being both it is I agree fun, comedy is vulnerable and also being, like, in a dramatic scene is being, is being vulnerable as well. So, um, yeah, I would definitely recommend taking a look at that uh, book, The Power of the Actor, uh, by Ivana Chubbuck.
0: Well, thank you. I will definitely check it out. Um, so we've talked about so many things. We have. Um, and I, I love it because um, I always – every person has so many points of view and so um so i like touching on so many things and it shows like how strong and amazing you are so you were going through hell on earth like hell like living in hell being alone having to live in your car then losing your house car (laughs) and everything and then still finishing school still being this amazing person that i met that i could feel your energy is so great And so, like, I could just feel like, I feel like sometimes you can tell when somebody's a great person, but sometimes people are tricky, but, you know, you could just feel their energy of, like, you know, like, it just exudes from them, and that's what I felt from you, Um, and uh, so, do uh, you have any advice for someone that's grieving, just kind of briefly, and just, like, anything that specifically helped you that you didn't say other than having a person there, of course, and do you have any well, advice?
1: I was, in my particular situation, I would say uh, for me, my, my sister was such a light, she was vibrant, she was a go-getter, she was a hustler, uh, and we both had a certain mindset, which I've done my best to keep going in that direction where I guess you would say it is like a hustler mentality. It's a determined, it's a, it's a, we have these goals set and it's like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. So going through what I've been through, I I always hear her in the back of my mind or the back of my head, like especially when things first happen, like, girl, like, you can't be just laying there. Like, you got (laughs) to get up. You got to keep going. Like, you can't let it. Like this, stop you, like so you said you was gonna do it, so do it. Like <laughs> I just hear her saying that. <laughs> but also the, the the biggest thing is that that first message was create your way out, is now looking at that and taking that and catapulting that into beyond the universe, but taking your pain. And looking at it and saying, okay, now how can I take this and give it back to the world? Like how can I, what form can I put it in? For me, it, it's gonna be it's it's film, it's 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 books, it's speaking, it's comedy, it's 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 this is what I went through and now I'm creating story from it. Um if, you, if you're working a, a nine to five and you go, you've been through uh, pain or change grief is grief is you know any change in your life something new good or bad if you're going through that you know when you're at the workplace how can you use that in a positive light to be like okay every, I went through this I'm feeling this so every day now I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna find one person to give a compliment to. Or you know, it, it's little things. I and I think that people may take it as it has to be this big, drastic. Like, oh, been do this, so now I'll, I gotta come back with this. And it's like, no, it's maybe sex. It's it's all these little little steps, um, but that you that you take uh, to move forward. And acknowledging whatever you're feeling, like uh, don't run from the pain, acknowledge it. If you if you feel like crying, cry. If you feel like screaming, scream. If if you it, it, whatever whatever is real in that moment, just allow it in and accept it and don't judge it. And that's what I've been doing. If I, if I feel like I need to cry, I'm gonna cry. If I if I and, and then after that, I'm like, okay, I feel, I feel better. And sometimes it feels like that next moment is is it's gonna just stay in the depressed, and I'm like, no, the next moment, you're gonna be happy soon, you're gonna be happy soon again, it's okay, Um, just feel what you're feeling right now, and it's okay, so I would definitely say just whatever pain or any struggle or anything that you're going through, you have the power of thought and um, will to change it, so get you, you set some goals, and even connect with different people like like me and Danielle have. We we connected like the fact that we're even having this dialogue right now is because we both want to see people healing. We both want to see people laughing and having fun. We want to change lives. So it's like, oh wait, hey, let's talk about it. Like like let's let's present it. Like we both hurt it. We both had major loss. But now how can we use this? I don't know what what all we said today. I don't know what line gonna hit who but hopefully it's gonna hit somebody. And even if it's just one person or a billion people, a million people, it don't matter. Like we got the message out and we're doing what we feel like is purposeful in this moment. So again, whether it be having a podcast and having that dialogue, whether it's getting on stage, whether it's working in the healthcare field or or working um, as a lawyer or, or working in construction, interior design. You might go into somebody's house and be like, I'm going to help you make your house feel beautiful because they experience so much pain that when they go home, they just want to look at pretty. And you, you, you're able to go into their house and redesign it in such a way that when they get home, they feel at peace. So whatever that is for you, take it and use it to just have that domino effect of healing when it comes to people with that domino, I, I'm the one domino the next domino, the next
0: domino
1: let, let your pain allow you to lean on the next person in a positive way so that everybody's gonna get touched
0: <laughs> that's so beautiful, Um, but you're right yeah, like I, I agree 100% because healing helps by health, helping others as well so like you just said but you and I connected literally connected as in like we were friends for a while like hey we like chopping it up like hanging out and then now i found out we have more and more and more in common and it's like whoa like we were meant to sit beside each other and to meet each other and to talk about you know the things that you've been through that helps me or if what i have been through could help you and that's what it's about so whatever you're going through any kind of pain it doesn't really even have to be grief but a grief could be losing a a relationship uh been there done that yeah. yeah losing a job i mean something i mean i i interviewed someone that literally uh has was at a job 11 years and they let her go 11 years that is your whole life i mean you're there more than your home you know and so just whatever you're going through find an outlet like she said, if it's something that you that you like, um, something you're good at, something you're passionate at, and and that will help you heal. If it's a hobby, if it's something, and then and helping can- other people,
1: a new hobby. Like yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, that- it could. Re- it, literally it could re release that pain or that grief or the anger or whatever you're feeling could release creativity that you never knew that you had. You can right. find something out about yourself. And that's also something important. Being alone is important, but if being alone is too much for you and you're thinking too much, being right. around people is right. also important. You've got to balance it. It's hard, believe me. And I still had to be a mom. Like I had to be like and a student and go back to work and like um and, and it's like I mean, and crying, like people say, don't cry. Cry if you have to cry. I don't give a hoot, nanny. I literally cried at work. The day after my brother died, I I had two jobs, like I said. That day, I was supposed to work a double at Olive Garden. And the next day, I worked at a nursing home. So I was going to school for nursing, but I was only an aide, like a nurse's aide. And so Olive Garden had been there a long time. They said, take as many days as you want it's olive garden whatever we got other people the nursing home said you only have three days so because it was in Maryland and like the viewing and the well there was no viewing but the funeral blah 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 I wanted to do three days like you know one day before one day after so I had to go back to work the next day and take care of people and I remember I was cleaning their little where they eat their little lounge area and this song came on I don't even listen to country music I don't even listen to it but every every song has a message could be rap could be opera could be country whatever and so um so i was meant to hear it so the song comes on and it is so sad and all i could do was cry so i'm at work crying but there's no resident i mean there nobody was around it was just me in a room cleaning and somebody said do you want to go home and i said no i don't want to go home because like, that's the last place that I heard that he was living. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the last time. That was the place that I heard the news. I don't want to go there right now, you know? So, whatever it is for you, um, know that you're not alone. So many people go through pain and different aspects. Um, don't ever give up. And and don't think, you know, this is the end. Uh, because you can get through it. You can do it. It's hard when you're in it. it is hard. You don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You don't see how it's going to get better, but it will, you're going to be okay. Um, and also if you ever feel like you need somebody to talk to, you can always email me, uh, authentic view at gmail.com. So, um, if you're sad and, and you need an outlet, you might not have ever met me, email me and I would gladly listen to you and try to talk to you uh, because you're not alone. So, Shay, you're a beautiful person. I thank you so, so much uh, for coming on and for sharing your story. And you are a kick-ass person, like for real. Like, you yeah. know, to go through, you're so welcome Um, to go through all those things and to still uh persevere and like that shows how mentally strong you are and I know in the moments of the the sadness and pain you probably didn't feel mentally strong but to keep pushing and keep going all the obstacles that kept coming in your way and you're like nope I'm going to I'm going to get through this and I, I'm going to help people so I just want to say that I know you're going to touch so many people you already do every day but this platform as well um you know i know it's gonna touch so many people and it means so much to me that you uh came on here and agreed to talk to a stranger that you just met Uh i don't know you uh but um and i can't wait to do some open mics with you that will be so fun um and you're just a literally like right now you're like smiling can't see it but she has the whitest prettiest teeth Um, (laughs) she she just has this beautiful like energy and smile and and um and you never know like i needed it that day that i met you i needed to feel that because you know when you have stress at a job or whatever and you just want to you're just like oh, and um it was so mutual and thank you so yeah i'm glad it was mutual that's what it's about like you never know how you can affect somebody, good or bad. So that's why I always say be kind. Um, because you can either make or break somebody's day, kind of. In, in oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I just want to apologize really quick to anybody who encountered me in 2019.
0: <laughs> I, I was
1: very upset with the entire world. So... <laughs> If you encountered me, being very short with you, I don't know why I keep saying Starbucks, but Starbucks is really.
0: <laughs> <in> my <laughs> oh. Sorry, all the baristas, I'm so. <laughs> really, person. Oh. I promise. Probably- <laughs> I love you so much. Gosh, that is so funny. So, really quick, because we've got to wrap this up. But really quick, I just want to say, I understand what you're saying, and I became like that too, and. I remember one time, and my mom went through a horrible situation. I'm not going to say everything that happened, but with my brother, you know, passing. And I remember one time I judged her, which is not nice. But I was like, Mom, so we were on the phone, and Baltimore traffic is crap. But so is Atlanta traffic is horrible. Okay. But anyways, Baltimore traffic is also not good. LA traffic is probably 200 times worse. But the point is, my mom was on the phone with me. She was on her Bluetooth and she was driving. And she started screaming at the car next to her, like, my son just died and you cut me off. And she, like, was taking everything personal. And I was like, mom, they don't know that your son died. Like, they're not trying to, you know. And and I was like, they're not trying to hurt you. Drivers, people drive shitty. You know what I'm saying? They're not trying to, like, it's not personal. It's so personal. does I understand completely? It does feel personal, you know. And uh, really quick, because again, we're wrapping up, but really quick, I understand. And I had the same situation. This is how things work. And I don't know if people believe in numbers or believe in these things or whatever the case may be, but they say that like deaths come in three and all this stuff, or birth, or whatever. And so, okay, keep going. Okay, so I actually was working the two jobs. This is so crazy, and it's real true story try not to get emotional so i was working the two jobs okay so i told Mm -hmm. you i went to the one job the day after this girl her brother he's not alive anymore he died the same way my brother died at that job the same day my brother died same way same day then i have a few days off from olive garden I go back to Olive Garden, this one girl, her brother died, the same day that my brother died. They're almost all around the same age, at both jobs, same day. His was a little bit different, that guy overdosed, but they both, everybody, all the brothers died. So, I was at the one job, it was the next day, nobody knows what I went through. Olive Garden did, because the darn manager spread my business, and they all knew me for so long, but anyways. Um, that job didn't know. And I was at the time clock and these people are talking about the girl that lost her brother bad and judging her for what happened to her brother and what her brother did. And I was so disgusted and hurt because I was going through the same thing. One day removed. Like we're both going through the same thing. She wasn't at work though. And they've been working for her with her for years. They're judging her for something that is not her fault that she's grieving and you're judging her. <sighs> who in the world do you think you are? You know, and it just hurt me. So I literally lashed out at them again. Sorry everyone. Mine was in 2010. Uh, I lashed <laughs> out at them at the time clock and was like, who are how dare you? You how dare you say anything? about her, you have no clue, like, you have no clue what she's going through, it's not her fault, and it was just, it was hurtful, and I I shouldn't have probably lashed out at them, I mean, I didn't cuss them out or anything, but I told them about themselves, I was like, you're wrong, like, that's horrible, how dare you, and it hurt, and it was like, me going through it, it was like, directed towards me, you know what I'm saying? because they didn't direct it towards me but it was because i was going through the same exact thing and that feeling was like what the f like and that's why i say be kind you never know no they didn't even know that my brother until i started crying okay then the one person was like are you okay why the heck are you at work crying? you cuckoo bird you know <laughs> but um but like those girls, we worked on the opposite wing. So I don't know them. I don't even know the residents over there. I didn't know them, but we were all at the time clock together. So the point is like, be kind y'all. You don't know what somebody's going through. You don't know how your words can hurt them. And that's not what this world is about. We're supposed to uplift people. We're supposed to be um, like beacons of light, not darkness. We don't tear people down don't do that because if if they if that was done to you how the crap would you feel that's my whole point that's why i always say think about it try to think about it through the the shoes or walk in the shoes of that person and so um that's i just wanted to add that that you know i probably lashed out at a lot of people too I'm sorry y'all uh people but um but it's like the ignorance of people how how can you judge you know i'm saying like i just didn't understand and uh the fact that all three of us were going through this together and i didn't even really know the girl that was going through it but when she came back we became each other's support system at the one job and then the other job i knew her for a year and I reached out to her and we also became each other's support system which was a blessing it was awesome so at each job I had somebody that knew what I was going through ironically the same day which is crazy all brothers they're all boys and we were the girls it was just weird but um but yeah so it's just it was very hurtful and and opened my eyes too it's like People are judging pain and grief, like what the hoot nanny? Uh, I like saying hoot nanny, but anyway, so <laughs> oh, all right, real, real real quick is because what you made me
1: think about, and I don't want to keep going because I know we're we have a time to, to end. Um, but I, I think that my, my perception is that people judge loss be, because. Uh, there are levels to loss. And so prior to losing my sister, I had lost people. And I thought that I was hurting over those people. And I was.
0: Mm.
1: Same time when I lost my sister, it's been four years. I have thought about her every single day for four years. And then there are other people in my life that I've lost that I felt like I was really close to that a month later, Two, two days will go by and I'm not thinking about them. Three days go by, I'm not thinking about them. And a month goes by, I'm not thinking about them. And I'm like, oh, such said, Oh, dad, no, she passed away or he passed away. My sister, I thought about, I think about her every single day still right. to this day. And it's been four. So it's that's a different level right. of pain. And not a lot of people have experienced that. And so you don't understand you think you get it, because somebody you you've lost somebody maybe before, and so you feel like you feel like you know what you're going what they're going through because right. I thought I knew what other people were going oh you lost oh yeah I lost my granddad or oh I lost and it's like losing my sister was a whole nother situation entirely and you have to understand too how people lose people I got ten minutes hey she hey phone call other people. They didn't get 10 minutes. They got, you know, they got a call or, they, or that right then and there. It's just like, oh, this person's gone. Other people watch people die. Mm-hmm. You know that they, they have sicknesses. You, they're, you're watching them. You're there and you're watching them. But you know that it's going to happen so that uh, the level of shock is not there because you're preparing. And then you have people in other situations like, for instance, us, where it's, it's, it's a shock value because we weren't prepared. Right. And then also how it's levels to she was younger so in your mind you've already set up that she's supposed to live long right. as opposed to a grandparent who's you know older you're expecting them to be leaving the earth soon right so people don't consider a lot of those things and it's like if if you don't know and you haven't been through it or you think you've been through it just, just shut up
0: <laughs> right just shut up.
1: and be and, and love
0: that's yeah. it don't voice your opinion uh unless it's a unless it's very helpful and loving and a place of like care you know what i'm saying like unless you're like of course when people are like you know, do you need anything or whatever? Of course say that. But I'm I'm not saying don't ever talk to the person because then that's a loneliness as well. Then you're like, oh my gosh, everybody's shutting me out because I've been through this. So it's, it's a hard balance, you know? And if yeah. you haven't been through it, then you, you don't know. Uh, <laughs> I can't even explain it. I can't even explain what it um, is. And so I, I uh, have somebody very important to me, very important to me that lost their best friend in front of them was killed in front of them as a teenager and that's something that they've lived with for years and it is very traumatic and still brings up situations um and it that's another level of hurt if you've seen somebody tried like traumatically get taken from that is crazy i can't imagine um that you know living through that and so some people have nightmares some people have you know and i did i had lots of nightmares to where um it would be like he's still here but he's not in the right you know and but anyway so just just be kind and if you don't have nothing nice to say don't say anything um but if you have something great or an outlet or you say, Hey, I think this, I read this, or I heard this, or there's this person that you went through the same thing as you or there's this group that you make up, that's good things. That's helpful. So you could be very helpful or you could be hurtful, but don't purposely be hurtful. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you never know how somebody's gonna respond to you and just let them let them go through the stages because the stages start over all the time. Mine's been almost 12 years. Uh, but there's times where I get angry again, like 50 years later. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, ah, and um, but or I just get this overwhelming feeling sometimes, and I'm like, that has to be my brother. You know, like that has to be, and or this random song will come on. You know, so many things make you think of that person. Yeah. Yeah. So um, all right. Well, love you. We've talked for 12 years. (laughs) All right. Oh, I'm gonna have to look those numbers up. It is. I, oh, that's so weird. I said 12 years at 1212. 12. I just said we've talked for 12 years and it was 1212 12 and I didn't even look down and know. Oh snap? That means look, something.
1: I to research the numbers, now.
0: Research. All right. But anyways, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing episode, and I honestly wanted to talk about all the other things and delve into that, but somebody needed to hear this. So, uh, somebody out there, uh, you might be going through exact same thing right now that we're talking about, be it your your parent, your your spouse, your sibling, your kid. Uh, hope it's not your kid. That's very sad as well. That's another level of pain we didn't talk about. Losing a kid. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, not- my mama- I to, my yeah. mom too. Yeah, my mom still almost twelve <laughs> years. It's hard, um, but uh, but anyways, if you guys are going through that right now, keep your head up, um, and uh, you're not alone. And like I said, email me if you need to reach out. Um, and thank you so much, Shay. This was so awesome, and I needed to like hear this as well. Just like a reminder to me. So. We will see each other uh, hopefully soon at Open Mic. And thank you for sharing your wisdom and your beautiful story. And um, I'm so sorry for the loss of your beautiful young sister. And same for your brother. Thank you. And I will talk to you soon. You have a great day. Oh, well, my okay. email
1: and stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Where can people? Yeah, I know. Where can people reach you? I s- skipped it. Okay.
1: <laughs> Um on Instagram, it's at Dr. Lachey Renee Hunt. So it's D-R-L-E-S as in Sam H A I R E N as in Nancy. E-E H E. So it's Dr. Lachey Renee Hunt. Lachey spelled L-E. Um and then it's the same on uh Facebook and then also um actually email wise then uh, at dr. shay 23 at Gmail so dr shai two 23 at Gmail uh, if you have questions if you know as she said if you you just need to release um, we can definitely uh, talk so um, or if you need me at a venue or anything like that, because uh, you found purpose in in this in the conversation that we had today, uh, I'm always open to moving forward and 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 being in purpose. So
0: hit me up. You want to share? You want to share? Oh. <laughs> hit her up, y'all. Okay. Do you? What about social media? Do you want to share any? Yeah. No, I did.
1: I, oh, I you Doctor Leshay. Okay. Know. Okay.
0: That's, All right. At Doctor Lechevere, mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, my mic is going. It, it's a mixture, everything
1: on there. It's a little
0: comedy. It's a little, it's a little, little everything. Yay! All right, well, you're awesome. Like I said, thank you so much. Um, yay! This was so. I don't want to say it was fun, but it was also like, um, it healing. was needed. It was healing. Yeah, it was definitely healing. Um, and it's like I. Like I, my face got really red at one point. Cause I was like in the moment of feeling it. And then now I just feel it's like a release of, oh, like, you know, like a breath, but, uh, thank you for sharing. And I can't wait to, to respond to you. So like if people <laughs> email me about how you made them feel and they don't email you, then I will let you know, because I, I'm sure people will reach out. So, okay. all right. I, um, have to move along to the <laughs> but <laughs> but thank you so much uh for talking and you have a wonderful day and i'll speak to you soon okay it's all <laughs> bye bye we're waiting i know they can't Bye-bye. see <laughs> bye okay everybody thank you so much for listening i know this is a long one so long uh but uh, i feel like it's it's very helpful so, I just want to say, if anything that uh, Dr. Lachey Renee Hunt said uh, helped you in any way, please reach out to her or, or me and let me know. Um, it's so amazing how she went through all those things. It just really shows how strong um, she is and her purpose. She has a purpose and she's supposed to be around. To help people and thank goodness when she got in the accident that she survived it and I'm just very grateful that she came and talked to us and I learned a lot as well and it helped me heal and feel better as well so if you're going through any grief right now or you want to get into psychology or anything like that uh, like I said you can reach out to either one of us because you're not alone there's always somebody that cares and wants to listen to you um i love you if this is the first episode you listen to thank you for listening uh most of the episodes aren't this long but like i said i feel like it was meant for people to hear this um grief is hard and everybody goes through it in different ways and everybody experiences grief sometime in their life like i said relationship job losing a family member or person that's important to you. Um, we all go through it. So really just know you're not alone. Uh, please reach out to me at authentic of view at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, if there's something that you want to hear or anything like that, or if you just want to say, hi, Hey, I listen, that would be great. I would love to hear from you follow me on social media. You can also message me on Facebook or Instagram, uh, Authentic Points of View podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Like I said, I really appreciate all of you. I really do genuinely mean that. I thank you um, so much for listening. Again, welcome if it's your first episode. Thank you for hanging in there. I know it was a little bit longer than usual, but like I said, it was amazing and I'm it was purposeful, so I'm glad. Uh, word of mouth. If you do like this show, Authentic Points of View, please share it. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Tell your coworkers. Listen together. Have a listen party. Woohoo! <laughs> That's a new thing. Is a watch party? Is there a listen party? Maybe. So thanks, guys, so much. You all mean the world to me. I wouldn't be able to do this without you, without people listening. So that's the whole purpose. Tell whoever. I appreciate you guys. Soon I'm going to be start doing giveaways, probably, like a t-shirt or pen or something like that. And I'll keep you informed. So listen, listen, listen. Thank you. Have a great day. And I will talk to you next Wednesday thanks for listening to authentic points of view podcast i hope that something you heard today changes your point of view if you would like to share your views please email me at authenticpoints of at gmail.com or leave a comment on facebook at authentic points of view podcast remember always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart